Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Business Growth Architecture. I want to tell you about an exciting guest that I just had a phenomenal interview with. Her name is Rebecca Zhang. And Rebecca says something that really stood out for me. I never leave my thoughts unsupervised. And she shares in our interview on how to take a terrible story and turn it into a video. And this video is what made her do the business that she's in right now, literally inspiring millions of people on how to negotiate with toxic people or with narcissists to be very specific. So if you want to know how to deal with toxic people and narcissists specifically and how to negotiate with them, how to slay that negotiation, hint, this is one of her strategies, and how to shift that whole narcissistic focus away from them on you, you want to listen to this interview in its entirety. And Rebecca is awesome. You don't want to miss this. Hello, fabulous person. Beata Shaletti, the growth architect. Welcome back to the Business Growth Architect Show, where we bring you cutting-edge business strategies from some of the world's most successful entrepreneurs, business transformation experts, and visionaries who want to help you to scale your impact. Look for one tangible strategy that you can take back and implement right away. And now back to our guest. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. This is your host, Beata Chalet, and this is the Business Growth Architect Show. Today, I have a guest that I am actually very, very excited about because she is, in so many words, a badass. I'm, I have here with me Rebecca Zhang. And uh, Rebecca, thank you so much for being here and for sharing your wisdom. So tell us who you are and what do we need to know about you? Hi, I'm Rebecca Zung. I always say I'm an attorney by trade, but I don't practice anymore. I started doing YouTube a, a little less than two years ago, and I kind of exploded on YouTube. I now have about 2 million views a month on YouTube, and I have... Um, closing in on 300,000 subscribers as we speak. I don't know when this is going to be airing. So, and I now teach people how to negotiate. I teach people all over the world. And specifically, I've been teaching people how to negotiate with narcissists. And I have courses, Slay Your Negotiation with a Narcissist or Slay Your Negotiation. And SLAY actually stands for Strategy, Leverage, Anticipate, and Focus on You. And that is what I do. I teach people how to negotiate. So so I have to ask this because that like stood out so much. How did the narcissist come in there? Because that's an unusual way to formulate that. So I have to ask. Well, it actually came to me by surprise as well. I mean, I had been practicing law for over 20 years and my my specialty was high net worth divorce when I was practicing. So I was representing billionaires, celebrities. That was really my my focus when I was practicing. I'm still a partner at a firm. I don't practice anymore, but when I was practicing, I, you know, it, the types of cases that I was practicing in were had business aspects to to it. So, you know, I practiced in an area that had trust negotiation, business negotiation, all different types of negotiation in it. But there were certainly 
big egos, big personalities involved for sure in all aspects. So I definitely dealt with people who had narcissistic types of of personalities, but it really wasn't until about a few years ago that I decided to merge my practice with these two other guys and focus on other entrepreneurial aspects. I started other types of businesses. And in one of those businesses, I formed, I formed a business with another woman who happened to end up being a narcissist. And I didn't realize what a narcissist was until I got into this particular business relationship. And this person ended up being what I found out later was a covert narcissist. And I didn't even realize, number one, that I now, I almost laughed to myself because number one, that a narcissist could be a woman. Mm-hmm. And number two, that such a thing existed as a covert narcissist. And so I just ended up diving into everything narcissism at that point. And I literally had been speaking about nurse, I mean, uh, negotiation for years. I had been a lecturer on negotiation all over the country before that. So negotiation wasn't something new to me, but adding the aspect of narcissism was definitely new to me. And at the time I was still practicing a bit. And when I started adding what I was learning about narcissism to my, my cases, I really started seeing movement And I really started understanding this personality type. And I, I, the, the difference was absolutely stunning to me. And so I started doing some YouTube videos on it. And that's when I came up with my program and my slay methodology and this whole new framework. And it was, it, it's been life-changing for me and, and for the thousands of people that I've worked with on a personal level and honestly, the millions of people who started following me on my channel. Fascinating. You know, listening to you, I think there is absolutely something to be said. It makes a lot of sense because the people that are the most narcissistic or that want to get the most out of it for themselves or they think it's always about them are indeed the toughest one to negotiate because it, they don't care about anything other than themselves and and everything is personal against them it's like that the four you know there, there's no no middle it's either for or against and sometimes you know and i think back now listening to some of the negotiations that i have done in my life where you just can't go any further and you go why don't they get it and i think they don't get it because the technique that you need to have to get your point across with somebody who is that personality type is you probably need a whole other set of backdoor strategies to even get through and to uh to find your way in it fascinating so so slay is obviously based on strategy so strategy plays an important part in what you do so talk to us about what does strategy mean for you and how do you use it in your business yeah 
Well, it's absolutely everything. And it really worked out that the word slay starts with the, the strategy that, that S is the first thing because it absolutely has to be that first thing that you think about in, in a lot of ways, because a lot of people want to go right to the leverage, you know, like I want leverage. I, and how, how do I get that leverage, you know, but leverage without strategy is nothing, you know, I mean, you, you have to have, you have to use it within the context of a strategy, you know, so, and yeah, you, you want to slay and, and you want to win, but you have to have a strategy. And so I love the idea that that strategy comes first. And so what it, what it means to me is that you, you step back and you think, where am I going? What do I want? What, what do I want to achieve? What's my vision? And for so many people, especially when they're dealing with toxic people, but in general, a lot of times too, people don't think, where do I want to go? What's my end goal? What's my vision? Where do I want to be? But especially when you're dealing with a toxic person, you're just so constantly on the defensive that you're, you're, you're just thinking about, look at what they're doing, look at how they're behaving and how are they getting away with this and look at how awful they are and them, 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 them. And you you just want to point the finger at how bad they are and won't everybody see them and how they're behaving and won't they see this and won't they see that. And I always say, if if your entire case or your entire argument is how bad the other side is, you're not going to win because, you know, and I always use the analogy that, you know, the best football teams is if, if all they have is a good defense, no one's scoring any points. Oh, brilliant. Right? You have to have a really good offense. Yes. Focus on yourself and how strong you are. You have to start with the strategy of you know, where's, where are you going? What's your vision? And, and, and then create your offensive strategy and your plan. And how are you going to get there? That's such a great example. And so simple. It's like, yes, the best, clearly what we're seeing in football is like defense alone won't make you win the game. And I think you are absolutely do agree with you that when we get caught up into into the putting all of our energy on someone else. It literally zaps us of the power. And I want to make sure that our listeners are really getting this nuance because it's really critical. It doesn't mean that we are approving of narcissistic or toxic behavior at all, but it means that if you give that more energy, that's what they feed on that what is giving them the power and it drains your own power. And it's almost like you're playing right into their game, which, you know, which empowers them even, even, even further. So in the strategy of negotiation, which is what, what your sweet spot is and what you've been teaching. So is there a strategy in there that you can share with us? What's your favorite strategy that you use? Favorite strategy that I use. I mean, I would just say going back to what 
where we just started. I mean, I would just say that I I start off by saying that you and you alone define your value. I mean, I, I start off with that. You know, it starts with you and people will think what you tell them to think. And that is such a a, a crazy thing to say, but it's such a true thing to say. And I, I tell a story of when I actually was starting my own practice and I had been a, a lawyer for about eight years. And then I had gone off to be a, a financial advisor with Morgan Stanley for a couple of years. And then I went back just to, to start my own practice. I had a friend who was had been a family law attorney and she was leaving the practice of law and she was basically dumping her practice into my lap. And I, I was like, okay, nobody's ever going to dump a practice in my lap ever. So yeah. I might as well take this opportunity to start my own practice. And so... I, I remember saying to my business coach, Ugh, the people in this town, because I was practicing in Naples, Florida, which is a very small community, but a very, very affluent community. So everybody knew who everybody was. And I said, oh, the people in this town are going to think I'm such a flake. And I said, they're going to think oh, she was a lawyer and she's a financial advisor. And now she's back to being a lawyer. And she said, people will think what you tell them to think. She said, you can either tell them to think that you're a flake by going around saying, oh, everybody's going to say I'm a flake. Hmm. Or she said, you can tell them to think, hmm, I'm the only family law attorney that has a financial background. You know, so I'm the only one that has like, I now went off and I had this financial background. And so I'm actually more qualified than any other family law attorney in town. And so position yourself that way. And so that's how I decided to market myself and position myself. And I can't even tell you how many people ended up hiring me because that's how I ended up positioning myself. And so people will think what you tell them to think, right? I decided not to position myself as a flake. But if I had gone around saying, oh, I'm such a flake, that's what people would have thought of me. And so I, I just say that all the time. People will think what you tell them to think. You know, you kind of telepathically communicate what people will think of you. You know, it doesn't come from the outside first. It comes from the inside out. So, you know, you and you alone define your value and people will think what you tell them to think. So I think that that that's like the first part of your strategy mm-hmm. is when you're when you're defining your strategy is is you know 99% of of all of your value, you know, and all of that comes from your mindset. You know, you you win a lot of uh, a lot of winning is actually happening before you even walk into the room. So there's so much I want to unpack uh, uh, two things here. So number one, one of the things you talked about is, you know, what we here at The Growth Architect 
refer to as reframing. And it's the, you know, the, the way you frame the message as you go out. So we grab the words that are going on in our head and we, we just ask, like, is there another way to, to articulate that? And I find that a lot of times it's so interesting that you said that because what you thought was your, was the hurdle, was the opportunity. It was really the thing that made you so special if you only would allow yourself to step into it, which you did. So are you consciously reframing these things? Sort of what do you do when you catch yourself in these moments of insecurity? Let's just say what it is, right? Because it's an insecurity of my own value. How do you, how do you get out of that, Rebecca? Now or then, you know, I mean, you know, I, I think all of us go through these moments of, you know, imposter syndrome mm. or, you know, we all have those moments. I still have those moments now, of course. I mean, but I, 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 I jokingly say, but I, I'm not even joking when I say I, I never leave my thoughts unsupervised. Um, <laughs> I love that. I never leave my thoughts unsupervised. Brilliant. Go yeah. ahead. I mean, I just am not allowed to do that. I'm like, because like, I I know that they they go into like a dark place sometimes. Like, and so, you know, when I wake up in the morning, I, when I'm getting ready in the morning, I listen to audiobooks, I listen to podcasts, I listen to YouTube videos. I, I, when I'm walking the dog or I'm making dinner, you know, or it, even if it's upbeat music or if it's, you know, or, or if I'm meditating or something, that's fine. But I'm, I'm just always careful about the input because I know that the input equals the output. I know that I'm, I'm really, really careful about who I allow myself to spend time with. I'm really, really careful now, especially, you know, since I've had these experiences with toxic people, you know, who are the top five people that you spend the most amount of time with? be really, really choosy about who gets to spend time in your, in your space, you know, be careful about who is in your, in your space. You know, I'm really, really careful about that. I mean, I, I always say that you have to really, really be careful about making sure that you, you are defining your, you, you know, uh, your light with your life, right? I mean, you, you have to be really, really choosy about that because your light is a, is a vibration, right? I mean, everything is a vibration and you know that it, it can be brought down very, very quickly. And so you have to be very, very choosy about that. You're absolutely correct. It's 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 the exposure to toxicity that that taints it, and that brings me to my next question for you, Rebecca. And that is clearly mindset and spirituality plays an, a part in your life. Is it what is it about for you? Is it about making an impact, money, reaching people? Where are you with all of that? And the reason I ask this question is because I always want our audience to recognize that. Some of the most successful people 
or the most successful people all have one thing in common. They always do a lot of mindset work. So go ahead. Oh, it's definitely making an impact. And it's interesting that you say that because I just was meeting with my team, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago to do our annual planning. And instead of doing the annual planning in terms of, of numbers, I mean, we, you know, of course we want to do it in terms of numbers by, uh, you know, how much money and, you know, revenue, but I said, instead of just by revenue, let's do it by numbers of people we can impact because that that's i want to make sure we're always looking at it as you know these are real people mm-hmm. like and and you know and before we even started the 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 couple of days of planning i said let's do an intention like every single person every single subscriber that i get on youtube every single person that writes into us these are real people who are really reaching out to us, who really are looking to to me as, hey, you know, I can really make an impact. I can really help them, you know, and and that, you know, I feel like I've been chosen. I mean, from a very most pure spiritual sense, I do feel like I've been chosen by the universe as a conduit at, for the message. I call it activation. I believe, you know, because my, my re- repositioning statement this year was about helping visionaries and leaders to scale their impact. And, you know, and I relate to this so much because I think that we oftentimes we hear, you know, the money, the money, the money, the money, the money is great. And, and, and having money is definitely infin- infinitely better than not having any money. But I think there comes a point where money isn't what drives visionaries or leaders, but it is that, that sense of purpose that, you know, and this is sort of this question for you, as you figured it out, it was like the activation bell said, now you need to go share the message. Is that what I'm hearing? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I could have continued in my law practice and made plenty of money, you know. I just wasn't fulfilled in that anymore. And I wanted to do something with my knowledge in a way that I was bringing the message to people in a way that I was feeling more fulfilled. And I believe that, you know, I went through this situation with this other person because I was meant to, to do that. I mean, that was a horrible, (laughs) awful situation. It was one of the most awful situations I've ever had to deal with. Honestly. I mean, I, I really would never wish that upon my worst enemy. It was awful awful. But I, I know that it was meant to be for me because now I'm doing this. Well, it sometimes is also that the, in these moments of absolute despair and, and tragedy or bad luck or whatever we want to call it, that's really where the activation is. That's the thing that then pushes the button and says, hey, uh, can I have your attention here for a minute? What if we'll, we'll, we'll turn this 
So was this for you one of those moments where you were so deep in it and it was so, so, so difficult that that is what pushed the button and what made you go and say, this is as a result of this, it's not this, but it's this. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, if I hadn't gone through that, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. I believe that it was, you know, the universe tapping me on the shoulder saying, you know, here's what it is that you're supposed to be doing. I mean, I, it was completely by accident, completely by accident. You know, I went through that and, you know, as a result, I made this one little video on YouTube on, you know, how to negotiate with a narcissist and all of a sudden, you know, it exploded and here's my life at this point. I mean, I, I mean, I even said to my husband, after that video exploded, I said, I don't know if I want to be the narcissist queen. Like, I don't know if I want to make more videos on that topic. Like, is this really what I want to do my life on? Like, you know, and like, is this really what I want? <laughs> very understandable, if I may say, right? Like, is that what I want to keep doing? And, uh, and, my husband was like, well, you're helping a lot of people. Like, you know, why don't you just give it a shot for a little while and see how it goes? And, and here I am like, you know, 20 months later, and I'm still doing this thing. But I mean, honestly, the emails and the, the letters and things that I get from people are just so overwhelming that I believe that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. It's just incredible. It's so powerful. I mean, I can, I can see that, especially, you know, with, with your practice of mindset and your spirituality and what you believe. And then you go like, am I leading with like the negative, the, 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 the narcissist is that the hook, but then at the same time, you know, as you're shifting your impact, and this is what I, as a strategist, am hearing, right? So as you're shifting your goal now and say, I want to make more impact, I'm almost guaranteeing you that other things are going to show up this year that are going to multiply this impact. And maybe it's not going to be just narcissists, it's going to be toxic people. It's going to be, you know, all kinds of different, different areas of negotiation. And it might be, you know, negotiation for artists or for, uh, for people that traditionally have a much harder time about establishing their value. So the, the second step never shows up after the first step has been taken, which, which a lot of people struggle with because they go, if I step into it, can I please have the whole plan with all the 20 steps lined out properly with dates when I'm going to be achieving that and all the markers? No, 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 that's not the way it works. So very, very powerful stuff. So I have one, one question before we, before we are going to start wrapping this up. What would you say to someone who says to you, Rebecca, I get it. This is all wonderful, but I just cannot talk about money. I mean, I just choke up. I, 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 and I'm sure you get this all the time. I, I don't know what to say. Please don't make me. What will you tell them? Where do they start? I would say that you really need to think about talking about your value. Talk about your value. Talk about why you're one of a kind. Talk about what makes you distinguished from anybody else in the market. You know, I would lead with that. What makes you special? 
you know, because if you focus on that, then the money conversation will just kind of follow and it will, it will end up taking care of itself. You know, that's what I had found. And, 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 and then it'll become a whole lot easier for you to just be able to just say, listen, as you start to have that conversation with that other person, it's going to be a whole lot easier for you to even just say, you know what, actually, yeah, I am worth this and just pay me that, you know, I mean, really. That's a, I, I like that a lot is make it not about me, 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 but talk about it as a value because it's almost like it's a third, third party or it's like a skill you talk about. And that takes the pressure off you personally, which makes it a lot easier to talk about money. Brilliant stuff. I'm so grateful that you that you're here and sharing this with us today. So for anyone who wants to know more about it, where do we find you? How can we learn more? So I, I do have a free gift for everybody who's listening. It's a free ebook. I call it my free crush my negotiation prep worksheet. It's a 15 page ebook. I've had literally thousands of people win their entire negotiations just on this. And you can get it at winmynegotiation.com. That's the URL, winmynegotiation.com. Obviously, you can follow me on my YouTube channel. I have thousands of hours of free content there. And you can follow me there at youtube.com forward slash Rebecca Zung. ESQ, or if you type in, if you go to YouTube and you type in negotiate with a narcissist, you will most definitely right find yeah. me. Yeah. Or Instagram, Rebecca Zung, I'm there, or Facebook, Rebecca Zung. Those are the main places really to find me for sure. Excellent. Well, thank uh, you so my, much. My website, RebeccaZung.com. Yes. So everybody look her up because this is really good stuff. It's not complicated. It's just that you have to understand what's happening. And then when you know what's happening, then you can build a strategy, you practice, and then you're good to go. Rebecca, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This has been great fun. And that's it for us today. Thank you for listening and watching the Business Growth Architect Show. I enjoyed having you here. And for accountability, just take one of the strategies that you have heard, one thing that you can implement in your business immediately. Please leave comments. Don't forget to like and share this show. And if you have any questions about business, please put them in the comments. We are here for you. We're here to support you and help you to grow, build and scale your own business. For more advice, please check out our website in the show notes below. Thank you again. This is Biaf Shalet, the Growth Architect, and goodbye.